Jehovah's Witnesses keep sending unwanted Bible verses to my teenage son, so I send them adult catalogs as a taste of their own medicine. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. First off, let me say I don't have a problem with religion or the Jehovah's Witnesses in general. Now, the particular witnesses that have been assigned to come knocking on my door are especially tenacious. Every time they came, I politely told them I'm not interested, thank you anyway, and sent them on their way. As long as people are respectful and not pushy, I realize that everyone has a job to do or service hours or whatever it may be. That being said, when COVID hit, door-to-door must have been suspended because no one came around at all for months and months. Back in November of last year, we received a letter addressed to my youngest son, who was 14 at the time, from, let's call them A. Smith. When he opened it, it was Bible verses. I thought it was strange, but my kids go to Catholic school, so maybe one of his friends was doing a church project or something. I let it go. It happened again two months later. I let it go again. Another two months after that, it happens again. So I ask my son, Brian, who is this and why are they sending this to you? He says, Mom, I don't know this person. Now I'm irritated because number one, I don't want anyone contacting my children that they don't know. Number two, I don't want people sending us religious things that we don't want. It feels like a violation. I check the return address and put it in Google Maps and it says Kingdom Hall Jehovah's Witness. I am furious. I call and get the answering machine and tell them to never send mail to my home that I didn't ask for again. I don't know A. Smith and my son doesn't want mail from A. Smith. And I hung up. I'm still so angry. This person sat down and wrote out Bible verses to send me against my will, then took the time to address them specifically to my 14-year-old son. If I was getting unwanted mail, so was A. Smith. I decided to send an Adam and Eve, which is an adult toy, and some lingerie catalogs to Kingdom Hall. Address to A. Smith. If they're going to force me to get things I don't want in the mail, I'm going to force them to get things they don't want in the mail. An eye for an eye, jerks. Yeah, I totally understand the impulse on this one. My question is, how did they even get your son's information? I guess he must have answered the door at some point and gave them his name, not knowing any better. But either way, that's really scummy to take advantage of a kid who doesn't know what you're talking about. As fun as this was for our original poster, unfortunately, it's probably not going to have any kind of long-term impact. They'll still be going door-to-door. They rented out my apartment while I still had an active lease after refusing to let me move out early. Arkansas has well-known laws that lean heavily on the side of the property owner, which leaves the renter pretty vulnerable to owners who want to be difficult to say the least. Or at least they did when I lived there. I doubt much has changed since. So I moved into town and find a two-bedroom, two-bath apartment intending for it to be a short period of time while I scout out the town and look for a more permanent place. As for paying rent, they wouldn't slash couldn't take an automatic monthly check from my bank or charge my debit card monthly. It had to be a paper check from me, with a four-day late fee window. I hate writing checks, and I had the cash, so I paid out the 12-month lease all at once. I find a great place about six months later, thinking I'll just break my lease and pay the extra one-month penalty and walk away from my apartment. I call and let them know I'll be moving out. Long conversation short, the way the lease is written makes you think that's how it works. When, in reality, at a second or third read, I'm still liable for the entire 12-month lease, and to break the lease essentially adds a 13th month worth of rent money. Knowing that up front, why anybody would break a lease is beyond me. So, at this point, I've already made the deposits on my new place when all of this comes to light, so I'm stuck with two places. 
I tell the apartment complex I won't be moving out. Figure I'll just go ahead and let the lease run out, set the AC to 80, and open the breakers to keep costs low. I slowly move my stuff to my new place since I have plenty of time now, and in the end I leave behind my ironing board and iron just to leave something and I never really use them anyways. About two months later, I get a call from the power company asking if it's okay to transfer power into somebody else's name. Shocked, I reply, absolutely not, while laughing a little on the inside. I decide to give it a day before I call the apartment complex. First thing the next morning, I get a call from the apartment complex and, with a super snarky entitled tone, I hear, We need you to drop the power from your name so the new tenant can take over and move in. I explain that I still have an active lease on the place and can't fathom why they'd rent it out. She accuses me of abandonment and therefore she's allowed to rent the apartment. My reply went along the lines of, I rent that apartment with the sole intent of having somewhere to iron my clothes. Did you not see my iron and ironing board there? She said she did and she took it to the office to get it out of the apartment. We go back and forth on the semantics for a little. I let her know that I'm open to receiving a refund to the date of the new tenant's lease and at that time I'd be happy to drop my name from the power. She refused and the call ended with getting her boss's number from corporate. After mentioning to her boss that I can recognize a breach of contract when I see it and that nowhere in the lease does it say I actually have to live there, not to mention her employee admitted to entering my apartment and stealing items of mine from inside. She quickly assured me they're putting a check in the mail that day refunding my money to the first of that month and told me that I could go to the office to pick up my iron and board anytime. Yes, I know they could have run up the power bill, but they'd only be able to do so much really. And a few days isn't that huge. And they didn't do it anyway. Even if they had, it would still be worth the expense considering the refund. I'm just happy I got my money back from those jerks. Yeah, as long as you're paying rent, it's none of their business what you do with the apartment. If you choose to have it for no reason other than to iron your clothes, that is your prerogative. They should just be happy they have a tenant who's paying rent and literally not causing any problems at all, because they're never home. Honestly, to me, that sounds like a landlord's dream. They were probably just trying to get our original poster out so they could get the new tenants in and still dip into both at the same time, claiming that our original poster had violated the contract and still had to fulfill the months they had left, as well as claiming from the new tenants in the meantime. Maybe you pushed your luck just a little too far here. I hope the new tenant that moved in was absolutely horrible. Entitled mother refuses to let me park until her child finishes her drink. I was picking up my stepchild today for a couple of weeks. I stopped in a very busy convenience store to grab a few snacks, use the restroom, you know, the usual stuff. I'm trying to pull into the only non-handicapped parking place available, and a woman with both passenger doors open is just standing there blocking me from entering the parking place. I roll down my window and say, excuse me, could you please close the door so that I can park? She gives me the dirtiest look and says, you have to wait until my child is done with her drink and is ready to go inside and use the bathroom. I said, seriously, there are 20 other cars in this lot trying to get parked and you can't close your doors for 30 seconds to allow one of them to park? She proceeds to tell me it will only be a few more minutes and to just wait. Well, guess what lady, my horn is only going to blast for a few minutes until you close the doors and let me park. She rather quickly shut the doors and allowed me to park. As I was getting out, her husband came out of the store and said, I told you to shut the damn doors, someone would need to park. She looked very defeated as I went into the store. At least her husband's not a jerk. 
Yeah, I don't understand how some people's minds work. Like, if this entitled mother was on the other end of this situation, she would probably be blowing her top at the other person. But because it's her and her kid, other people just have to wait. It's literally the definition of entitlement. And kudos to the husband for calling her out on it. Just be a decent human being. My husband's assistant sent him a text asking when he was going to divorce me. My Kindle recently broke, so I've been using my husband's iPad to read ebooks. His phone is synced to it, so his messages show up on it. This morning, I was using it when he got a weird text from her. I didn't open it until I saw the message, When are you going to divorce her? The conversation went something like this. Had another fight? You shouldn't put up with her. When are you going to divorce her? I'm not. You should. She's using pregnancy to be awful to you. Do you realize that? We're not having this conversation. We should. Something work-related, something, something, work. Whatever, fine. My husband's assistant is also a family friend of his. They're like siblings, since they've known each other their whole lives and she's always been nice to my face. I'm honestly shocked by the messages and I don't know if I should say anything or just act like I never saw them. Do I confront her? Do I confront him? Or should I just drop it? And just to add for context, we had a dumb argument about pregnancy cravings. I'll admit it was mostly my fault, but my husband has a habit of buying me a small gift whenever we have an argument whilst he's at work, to try and avoid a second argument even if we've already made up, which I think is how she knows. I don't think he outright told her. It still just really feels like a jerk thing to say. Yeah, it definitely is a jerk thing to say. I mean, you're pregnant. It's understandable that things are going to be a little rough for you right now, and maybe some of that is trickling over onto your husband. But for his assistant, family friend or not, to say something like that to him is just inappropriate. Now, regarding your question about confronting them, that's a little bit tougher to answer. I don't really know if any good is going to come out of that, so I can't really recommend it, I think. At the end of the day, your husband made it clear that he was defending your relationship. That would be good enough for me. She can think whatever she wants, as long as you guys are happy. I kicked out my girlfriend over anime figurines. I, 29-year-old male, am a huge anime fan. I've been collecting anime figurines for the past 10 years. The first figurine being a gift from my late older sister. I had a huge collection of over 90 figurines, figmas, scale statues, gunpla models, etc., which I kept in a display case in our bedroom. When my older sister passed away a few years back, I received her massive collection of figurines. For obvious reasons, the collection I had was very near and dear to me. My girlfriend, 27-year-old female, has always known about my collection and has never had a problem with it in the past. However, recently, she started to become more and more critical of my collection. She says that it's taking up too much space in our room and that it's childish. She also says that I'm spending too much money on expanding my collection. I tried to explain to her that my collection is important to me and that I'm not going to get rid of it, but she just doesn't seem to understand. The majority of my collection was given to me after my sister's passing, as it was a hobby we both shared and bonded over. Last week, I came home from work and I saw her moving a bunch of my figurines off the display case that I had set up and into a cardboard box. I asked her what she was doing and she said she was taking them up into the attic. For more context, my display cases take up a lot of room and we've been needing more space in our shared bedroom. I was reluctant but eventually agreed to store the collection. This past weekend, I went up into the attic to grab one of my figurines to show an online friend and the entire box was missing. This, of course, started an intense argument with my girlfriend, in which she eventually admitted that she gave my collection away. When I pressed her on why she would do that, she said that I needed to grow up, as I'm almost 30 years old. 
She also said that she's tired of dating a man-child and thought I would grow out of it eventually. Afterwards, I told her I no longer wanted to be with her and that she needed to find another place to stay for the night. I don't have many hobbies, but this is something extremely important to me. I feel like this hobby keeps a part of my sister alive. I'm really hurt by what she did. I still love her, and I thought she loved me too, but I don't know if I can be with someone who doesn't accept the things I hold most dear. I've had time to cool down about our fight, and she's staying at her mother's house at the moment, but I don't really know if I've made the right choice. I asked my father for advice, and he told me that my sister wouldn't want her hobby to cause my relationship issues, but I'm not sure if I should take her back unless I get a huge apology and my collection back. I want her to know that this is more than just a hobby for me. So am I the jerk for kicking out my girlfriend over anime figurines? I could understand how to some people that might seem like something childish and insignificant, but the fact of the matter is it's important to you. And if this is going to be your significant other and you're spending a lot of time with them, then they need to accept you as you are. Getting into a relationship with the intention of changing the person or hoping they'll grow up is kind of manipulative. You're not accepting that person 100%. You see things that you like, but you also see things that in your mind you want to fix. But some of those things are the things that make that person who they are and the person that you love. I don't think our original poster's in the wrong here. At the end of the day, you'll be happier with someone who loves the things that you love, or at least accepts that you love them. Your significant other is supposed to be someone who makes you feel comfortable, not constantly judged. I got my daughter an apartment instead of letting her move back in. I'm a 45-year-old female. My daughter Mallory is a 24-year-old female who got married three years ago. She has two children, two in six months. Recently, her husband revealed that he's been cheating on her and is leaving her for another woman. They rent a house, but due to my daughter having no credit at the time of moving in, only his name is on the lease, and he's giving her 30 days to move out. Mallory is understandably distraught. I've been doing all I can to comfort her. She asked if she could move in with me, explaining she'd have the kids every other week. She assured me she isn't looking for childcare. Both kids are in daycare. She offered to pay rent and chip in on groceries. Now, I've always raised my kids to be independent. I didn't kick them out at 18, but I did encourage them to start doing things on their own. Mallory moved out at 19, moving in with her soon-to-be ex. My sons are in college and plan to move out after graduating from college. They're both freshmen at the same university. I asked Mallory how her credit score was. She said she could reasonably rent. I offered to pay first month, last month, and a deposit, along with six months rent. She said it's not about the money. She's not wealthy by any means, but she does well for herself and her husband is already agreeing to give her money weekly, even before they go to court. She just wants emotional support. I told her that I could do that with her living in her own place. She started to cry and said she just needs her mom right now. I told her she was going to be okay. My sons are peeved with me. They pointed out I have plenty of room and that Mallory is offered to pay rent. She's also not the type to shrug off responsibility of the kids and the toddler is well behaved. To me, that doesn't matter. They called me heartless. So am I the jerk? Okay, I get what you're trying to do here. You're trying to make your child more independent so that ultimately she's stronger out the other side. But what she's going through right now is really big for her. She said that she really just doesn't want to be alone right now and just wants her mom. I understand wanting to teach your child to be strong, but you also need to teach them that it's okay to be weak sometimes and that when they are, that you'll be there to support them. I just feel like you're taking it too far.
My boyfriend and I got into a huge fight since him and his twin sister are a little too close. I, 21-year-old female, and my boyfriend, 21-year-old male, had a massive fight last night over his 21-year-old female twin sister. My boyfriend and I have been together for two years, and there hasn't been a hitch so far. The only problem is his sister's jealousy. To be completely honest, I've tried my absolute best to be nice to her, and accept their twin bond. I understand this is something I will never fully comprehend. However, she's just been awful. While there's been a history of these events, the inciting incident for the argument happened last weekend. The three of us went to a concert. He and his sister are really big fans of the band, but I was mostly going to appease my boyfriend. Tickets were pretty expensive and he bought mine. However, and I think my boyfriend is at fault for this one, my boyfriend and his sister's tickets were for the pit. I was stuck alone in the stands. I didn't realize that we'd be in different spots until we arrived at the concert. When we arrived, my boyfriend was apologetic. He tried to spend as much time with me as possible in the stands, but his sister wouldn't stop calling him. She was begging him to go back down to the pit so they could secure some good spots before the band came out. An hour before the opening band even started, he promised me he'd come back up to see me during the show, after they'd played his favorite songs. In essence, he never came back. It was about an hour and a half, and I looked down at the pit to see his sister with her arms wrapped around his neck. This was the final straw. I stormed out before the concert ended. I texted my boyfriend, telling him to come to my house after the concert was over. He never showed up. I came to find out the next morning that this was because his sister wouldn't let him. She stole his phone and insisted they had to spend the night together as this was their special night. I had a huge fight with him over this last night, telling my boyfriend that his sister was possessive and overly obsessed with him. In a moment of blind rage, I told him that their relationship was weirdly romantic. My boyfriend was furious and explained it was disgusting for me to suggest such a thing. He stormed out of my house and I haven't spoken to him since. Again, there have been several other incidents. Last year, my boyfriend bought me a beautiful necklace for my birthday and his sister insisted that I was a gold digger. She commented on the fact that he hadn't bought her an expensive gift for their birthday that year. This deeply upset me and made me feel as though I was undeserving of my boyfriend's generosity. The sister and I also work at the same place. My boyfriend's sister consistently makes me cover for her shifts so that she can hang out with him. So am I the jerk? Okay, so in this specific incident that we're talking about, I'm kind of looking at your boyfriend as the one at fault here. I don't know what made him think that that was okay for you to have a seat somewhere else, especially if he knows you're not really a fan of the band that they're going to see. Now, moving beyond that, it is a little weird how obsessed his sister is with him. I get that as twins, they are probably very close, but you have to understand as you get older, things are going to change. Your brother has a girlfriend now, and of course he's going to want to spend time with her. That doesn't mean that your relationship has lost any value, it just means that he's building other relationships as well, and it's something that you should be happy about. I don't think it's fair the way our original poster is being treated, but at the same time, your romantic comment was probably going too far. Whether you're upset or not, the reaction to that is not going to be good. It really sounds like there's fault for everyone here, but I understand how you're feeling and where you're coming from. His sister really needs to just learn to give you guys your space, and I'm sure her and her brother will still do things together as well. It just needs to be about mutual respect. It sounds like our poster's trying. It just needs to start coming the other way. This just sounds like you have two people that care a lot about the same person. And somehow it's becoming a bad thing. You both see what makes him awesome. You guys should be able to bond over that. Touching on the other awkward fact that you guys work together, 
Maybe use that time to try and get a little closer. Who knows, maybe you guys will even end up being good friends. But at the end of the day, if she's not going to open up at all, then there's not really much you can do about it. I don't know. As I said, there's a little bit of wrong from everyone here. If all parties involved are willing to acknowledge that, then maybe something can work out. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.